Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome aboard. I am Rudy Maxa, your genial host, a.k.a. the savvy traveler. Hey, it's the weekend before Christmas, and if you're traveling this coming week, keep an eye on the weather. Hopefully all that winter stuff that swept through the upper Midwest last weekend and the cold and snow that hit the eastern seaboard these past few days mean the bad weather's out of the way. I hope you have an uneventful trip to wherever you're going. For the next hour, while you're in Rudy Max's world, we talk travel. We talk travel news, travel deals. We look at it from every aspect. And today is a very special edition of Rudy Max's world because I'm coming to you from the Napa Valley, just outside of the small town of Santa Helena, to be exact where a five-star resort called Meadowood is celebrating the 12 days of Christmas by inviting 12 well-known chefs and outstanding Napa Valley vintners to host a different dinner every night for 12 nights. Sunday night is the last in that series of dinners, by the way, that benefit one of my favorite charities, Share Our Strength, or SOS. Share Our Strength is a national nonprofit whose goal is to eliminate childhood hunger in the U.S. by 2015. I was uh, fortunate enough to be involved with SOS when I lived in Washington, D.C. in the early days. Uh, I'm delighted that some of the money that about 50 lucky diners pay to participate in these 12 days of Christmas goes to SOS. Now, you don't need me to tell you that the Napa Valley is synonymous with good food and world-class wines. The highest award that the Michelin Guide folks can give a restaurant is three stars. Even getting a single star is cause for celebration at almost any restaurant in the world. There are only nine three-star Michelin restaurants, excuse me, only nine three Michelin-starred restaurants in the United States, and one of them is right here where I'm broadcasting from at the Meadowood Resort. The restaurant here is known simply as The Restaurant, and its chef Christopher Costo is the man behind the stove. He's also coordinated the culinary stars who are participating in these 12 days of Christmas. When I dined last night, uh, Sean McLean did the cooking. His restaurant is called Sage. You can find it at the Aria Hotel in the new city center, in Las Vegas, just off the Strip. Uh, his courses were paired with four wines from Colgan, a Santa Helena winery owned by Ann Colgan and her husband, Joe Wender. Now, if you're hungry, don't listen to the next sentence because I want to tell you what the first course was, just to give you some idea of the level of cooking that's going on here. First course, a starter, just to sort of get you going, was a slow-poached duck egg with smoked potato, shaved white truffles, and olive oil. That was just the starter. Now, today's show is all about food, wine, and travel, obviously, given our setting. We're going to talk with the owner of Meadowood, Bill Harlan, about how he turned this resort that sprawls over these lush forested hills into one of the country's premier destinations. And Bill Harlan knows wine, too. His wines called Harlan and Bond are covered by uh, onophiles everywhere. Now, you won't find his wines in many stores. They're what are called allocated wines, meaning buyers have already lined up and at about $500 a bottle for Harlan. Uh, the annual production is sold out just about as soon as it's produced. We'll talk with Bill Harlan as well as Paul Roberts. He's a former sommelier and the man who helps make Bond wines, which is under the Harlan umbrella. We'll find out if it's true if the sure way to turn a large fortune into a small one is to start a winery. Nancy Silverton 
is a chef whose Los Angeles restaurants have entered the pantheon of legends. She's the founder of La Brea Bakery, and she formerly owned and operated its neighboring restaurant, Campanile. She's got three more in L.A. and just opened one in Singapore this past week. I want to ask her how travel has influenced the direction of her restaurants and hear a little about Singapore as well. And then there's the guy whose job I want. Ram Toulon is the sommelier at the restaurant here in Meadowood, and we're going to chat about what it's like to have to choose wines when you're living right in the middle of wine country, and you have all these vintners who want to have their wines on the list of a three-starred restaurant. I've also got some great deals of the week. You won't believe some of the savings that are being offered right now by hotels and airlines. Frankly, I wish there were three or four of me so I could take advantage of them all. Stick around. I'll share those deals with you toward the end of this first hour. Meanwhile, let's begin, as we always do, with a look at the news and travel this week. Delta said it intended to boost by 13% the number of business class seats on its domestic planes. Actually, the airline calls those first-class seats. I call them business class. Over the next three years, Delta will uh, shrink the size of its galleys to uh, make more room. And this is good news for frequent flyers on Delta, because unlike most airlines, Delta automatically upgrades its silver, gold, platinum, and diamond members, even if they're flying on the El Cheapo tickets, as I do. This means there'll be more chances for a space available upgrade on popular flights. Delta, of course, is thinking more about having more upfront seats to sell at a good price, but it's still positive news for Delta's elite flyers. Have you ever wondered how much the average airline passenger spends in all those airline gift shops? The answer is $4 on food and drink, $2.72 for news and gift items per trip. Now, food and vendors claim a third of that money. Retail shops claim 40% of that money. I have no idea where the other 30% of the expenditures go, unless it's to those slot machines at the Vegas airport. These numbers are courtesy of the Airports Council International North America report, which also said that food and retail revenue slipped by 4% in 2009. I also don't know why it took them till the end of 2010 to issue a report on dollars spent in 2009. But I can tell you, if the U.S. ever gets those new machines European airports are getting that will allow you to carry liquids through security, I'm willing to bet the sales of those uh, expensive bottles of water from airport shops will plummet. Now, this is scary. According to classified documents leaked to the media this week, TSA workers routinely fail to detect concealed guns and bombs on passengers' carry-on luggage. One report found that undercover agents testing TSA checkpoints at Los Angeles International Airport slipped bomb parts and simulated explosives through security in 50 out of 70 attempts. What? What? What did he say? If you're only listening to your radio with half your attention... Give me your full attention. Listen to this again. At the Los Angeles airport, undercover agents testing TSA security managed to slip bomb parts and simulated explosives through security in 50 out of 70 attempts. That's enough to keep me awake at night, and that's also a failing grade in any class. Now, observers blame sec these security failures on poor training, low pay, and the monotony of the job. Well, maybe now with the enhanced pat-down rules being enforced, TSA employees will be more focused on Pardon me for putting it this way, the job at hand. All right, let's return to all things Napa. Obviously, winter is about to set in here in the country's most famous and most uh, expensive wine-growing region. Uh, real estate here is sky high, so if you've got a little pile of money and you think you're going to grow grapes, uh, come out and do a little pricing first. The vines are brown and devoid of grapes and leaves, but the hills are still a lush green, and daytime temps easily reach 50 or 60 generally this time of the year. Uh, it's a great time to visit. Uh, the word Napa means land of plenty in the language of the native Wapo Indians. And while the region accounts for a quarter of all the wineries in California, it only accounts for 4% of California wine produced. While grapes have grown wild here for centuries, a man named George Yaunt is credited with planting the first grapevines in Napa Valley in about 1838. 
He was given a land grant by the Spanish. Twenty years later, John Patchett opened Napa's first commercial vineyard, followed by Charles Krug's commercial winery. Today, Krug continues to produce both red and white wines, and a young man whose family ran the Krug estate left it to open the first big winery after Prohibition. You know his name. It was Robert Mondavi. And until his death in 2008, he was sort of the unofficial godfather of Napa Valley. He popularized California wines, advanced the science of winemaking as well as marketing, and his winery is still a top draw for visitors today. Uh, The families who made Napa Valley make a fascinating story. I'd like to recommend to you a book. It's called Napa, the Story of an American Eden. It's written by a former Washington Post colleague of mine named James Conaway. Check it out. Stick around. When I come back, we're going to talk to Bill Harlan, a guy who built Meadowood and has one of the most expensive and hottest wines on the market. Don't go away. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. I'd like to invite you on a very special trip in March, an 11-day wine and sightseeing tour of Chile and Argentina designed by Colette Vacations. We'll even do the radio show live during this adventure. This fully escorted trip includes airfare, lodging, 15 meals, and many other extras, even a tango lesson. We'll taste wine in Santiago, Chile, then take in Mendoza, Argentina, as well as exciting Buenos Aires. So call Colette Vacations now at 800-762-5345. Ask about the wine and wonders trip to South America. That's 800-762-5345. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Is trying to sneak out of a really boring meeting wearing tap shoes. A bad idea. Sales growth has increased 2.9%. That's a reflection of aggressive... Ben, where are you going? Uh, nowhere. Headed back to my seat now. Switch to GEICO now and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%. AutoZone. This winter, make sure your car starts every time with help from AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. No one wants a car that won't start because of a bad battery, especially in the cold. So if your battery is four years old or older, get it tested today. If you need a new one, get a ruggedly dependable Duralast or Duralast Gold battery. Proven tough in the most extreme conditions. This winter, make sure every trip has a good start. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. An important message from Medicare and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Got two miles to go, John. Why are you smiling? Oh, you'll like this. I just changed my Medicare. Open enrollment? Yep. I compared plans and found coverage that's better for me. Did you see the new benefits we get from the new health care law? What? Like, well, 50% off brand name prescriptions for anyone in the donut hole. Really? Come on, John. You got to keep up. Open enrollment is November 15th to December 31st. Visit Medicare.gov or call 1-800-MEDICARE. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back. You know what we talk about here. It's all travel all the time. And today we've traveled to a wonderful resort called Meadowood. It's just outside the small town of Santa Helena here in the Napa Valley in California. And the man who built this resort is named Bill Harlan. If you have a passing appreciation of wine, you probably have heard of Harlan estate wines. They're a highly allocated wine, which means about the time they're bottled, they're pretty well sold to people who have been on a mailing list. They're hard to get, they're expensive, and they're terrific representatives of what can happen here 
with careful uh, winemakers. Uh, Bill Harlan uh, is kind enough to join us today in Rudy Max's World. Bill, nice to have you on the air. Well, thank you, Rudy. Tell me what you were doing before you got involved in Napa Valley, and what prompted you to become involved in Napa Valley? I'll start with the latter first. Um, what prompted me to get involved here, I moved from Southern California and Northern California to go to school. Napa Valley was less than an hour away, and uh, we used to come up here when we were a little before we were 21, and in the uh, 50s they were a little more lax on checking IDs. Uh, wine tasting was free, and uh, the girls liked coming up here, so it was a pretty fun place for college students. And uh, at that time, I said, someday, if I could ever afford it, I'd like to have a little vineyard to make wine. So that was uh, the beginning of giving me a certain incentive to go to work to figure out how I could, might be able to afford it one day. So um, uh, to answer the second part of the question, more had to do with uh, I did a lot of different things over a handful of years, but finally um, real estate development was the business that seemed to work the best for me, enjoyed it for many, many years. Uh, but what I would say, uh, coming to the Napa Valley has made a huge difference, especially uh, for raising our family. Now, you started Meadowood. You originally were looking for land to plant vines, and you did buy this gorgeous piece of land here. But I gather you found it wasn't suitable for wines, and so you built yourself a major five-star resort. Well, it's kind of like the dog chasing the car. All of a sudden, you catch it. What do you do with it? Uh, the area in the valley of Meadowood, I thought maybe that would be a good place to plant a uh, vineyard, but it turned out not to be perfect for that. So um, we felt that I had a couple partners in my, my business at that time, in the real estate development business, and decided to uh, build a re- little resort. And uh, <laughs> that was 1979, and here we are. A little resort. It's got a three-star Michelin restaurant in it. It sprawls over acres. It's got a great... Golf course, huge pools, uh, uh, professional quality croquet court. Uh, at some point, you found a little place to put some vines, didn't you? Finally did, about, uh, oh, 15 minutes away, a little bit south in the little town of, uh, of Oakville. Now, let me ask you, I, I introduced you by saying how difficult to get because it's allocated, your wine is. Does that... Does it bother you that, that more people can't go in a store and get it? Or uh, I could I, I see you being pretty proud that so many people want it. Well, our goal is to make the very best wine that we can and um, hopefully have a following. And um, <clears throat> if people have a little bit of patience, they can almost always figure out how to, how to get the wine. And um, like I've said before, uh, as friends would ask, uh, from the time we acquired the land and planted the vineyards until we sold our first bottle of wine was 12 years. So uh, I only ask if people are willing to have a fraction of that, that kind of patience, uh, we'll make sure that, that uh, we'll get them some wine. Well, meanwhile, you can come to the, people can come to the restaurant here at uh, Meadowood and, and, and taste some of your wine. Bill Harlan, I thank you for joining us. Okay, Rudy, thank you very much, and uh, have a great holiday. And you, too. You can find more information at Meadowood.com, by the way, about the resort. And here at Meadowood, well, near Meadowood, and in the Harlan family of wine growing, is another brand of wine called Bond. And the, uh, the estate manager of, of Bond is named Paul Roberts. 
Paul, I don't remember being able to major in estate manager when I went to Ohio University. Uh, only at the University of Texas, Rudy. It's a very <laughs> specialized major. <laughs> only, it, certain people can do this. It, it basically was, you know, uh, you drank a lot of beer as a frat boy and didn't know what else to do with your life. <laughs> so you want to switch this. We only have about three minutes, Paul. It's very fast, okay. I know. But tell me a little about Bond. How does What is Bond to Harlan? So Harlan is our estate property, which is 40 acres in western Oakville. And okay. the idea behind Bond is to really take a lot of the things that we learned with Harlan, but now do it with a collection of vineyards. Because uh, during the course of time that Bill spoke about, you know, the evolution of Harlan Estate, we had all those years from when we first planted to we released anything to also experiment. So we've spent the last 25, almost 30 years vinifying and working with vineyards around Napa Valley. And what we've done is we've basically taken five that we felt are the best of the best, that the cream has risen to the top. These are the Grand Cru's. And by um, controlling the variables of who farms it and who makes it, and what you're going to see is that the sheer diversity of Napa Valley with absolute world-class expressions of Cabernet Sauvignon. And how much is a bottle of Bond if you can get it? $275. That's a bargain compared to Harlan at $500 you know, a bottle. Our, our, <laughs> our other winery, Harlan Estates, got a few, head, few years head start on Bond. But we, with both brands and both kind of uh, wines, we're really just trying to find the best expression of the land. And showcase to the world what Napa Valley is about, that the absolute diversity that it has um, and that it can make wines the equal of great Bordeaux. And we've been fortunate enough that with uh, diligence and hard work that we have a worldwide, um, you know, kind of demand for the wines. All right. Both Harlan and Bond are allocated, which means people get on a mailing list and they're allowed to order and maybe they get as much as they want. Maybe they don't. If one wanted to get, a, I, I know you could come to the restaurant here at Meadowood and order a bottle of Bond mm-hmm. so you can taste it. And let's say you fall in love with it and you want some for yourself. Uh, how, how does one get on that list so that someday uh, you might be able to buy a bottle of Bond? You know, really, the, the best way to is either reach out to us directly, um, you know, www.bondestates.com. Take a look at what we're up to via our website, and you can fill out kind of a contact form, and then we will reach out to you. Um, and if you have patience with us, we ensure that you'll get wine. Um, the wine is strictly allocated, um, you know, generally down to a few bottles per individual customer. But our desire is not to make wine that simply become museum pieces. Um, we're very fortunate. A lot of people want it, but our job is to make great wine and then have people try it. So, and how many years might someone wait to get their first shipment? Uh, generally, uh, you know, a year or two. Okay, so, so it's not, you it's don't ha- not you're it, not going to get into it. And what we do also with both wineries is we have a second label that allows us to ensure that we're only putting our best foot forward with our, our main wines, the Bond label and Harlan Estate. Yet, so only the best 50% of wine that we ever actually produce goes into kind of the, the named wines. So we have um, really extraordinary opportunities to put forth second labels. And second labels have the ability to, we can blend together a wine that's a barrel selection that maybe doesn't quite have the intensity and the longevity of kind of the, the Grand Cru wines, but it's the ability for us to share with people what we're up to on a wine, which gives them a style and an approach of what we're about, but um, we have a little bit more availability on those wines. And for Harlan, it's called the Maiden, correct? And what correct. Is, uh, what and is Bonds? For Bonds, it's called the Matriarch. The Matriarch. Yes. Okay. Uh, we just got a minute left. I'm sorry about the time. I could talk to you about wine forever, but uh, what... What what is your biggest challenge in Napa? Because it seems such a you know heavenly place that I can't imagine weather is often a big problem. What's your biggest challenge growing grapes and making wine here? I think on a long term view, it's finding the best land, and that has what we've really done over the course of the last thirty years is we've taken what took three hundred years in France and Italy, and it's this constant 
um, exploration to try to find the little hallowed pieces of ground which are going to produce great wine that also have a signature. We also have a pretty altruistic weather all in all. What we face is, I always say, we have our best friend is the sunshine and our worst enemy is the sunshine. Mm. So we have this beautiful ability to have all this glorious California sunshine, but sometimes Mother Nature can give you a little bit too much. So you also have to find plots of land that can absorb the sunshine, but at a certain point stop so our wines don't become too big, too overripe. They still have a sense of kind of minerality, taste of the land, married with this wonderful California sunshine. Weather's really important to you, isn't it? Weather is one of those things that in the wine business, you uh, you look at it every day, you're looking at advanced forecast. It's, uh, it's almost nice once the harvest is done and you just can see rain and relax. How often do you open a bottle of Bond and have it in your home? Um, I bet my wife and I, we probably drink wa- uh, a Bond wine, I'd say, every week. One a week. One a week. That's pretty luxurious. You know, it's uh, there's uh, some uh, tricks to the trade. Uh, we also really enjoy wines from around the world. Just my, my background of studying wine, becoming a master sommelier, I have interest in that. But it's important for us to always be tasting our wines to see kind of what their evolution is. So when we see our clients out in the world, whether restaurant clients or individuals, we can give them a real good sense of, look, we taste these wines a lot. Here's where this wine is, and here's what food we recommend it with. I should note, you before you came to work at Bond, you were the sommelier at uh, Tom Keller's, Tom Keller's French Laundry, which is the other three-star restaurant in Napa. There are only two uh, in Yonville, in in excuse me. Correct, yes. For about five years, I ran all the wine programs for Thomas Keller. So I had the great fortune to you know, um, you know, bounce around the country between Napa Valley, New York, and Las Vegas for Thomas. And uh, you know, it, was, it was remarkable to have come from an organization you know, where Michelin was part of our culture and then join Bill and see all the team at Meadowood, which we kind of have this kind of familial relationship, and see them get their three stars. Paul Roberts is the estate manager for Bond Wines here in Napa. Paul, I really appreciate your dropping by and chatting with us. Rudy, happy holidays. Thanks for everything. Thanks. When we come right back, we're going to talk to a woman chef whose restaurants you may have eaten in. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transportation to the hospital of your choice. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit MedJet.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Do mimes make even less sense when you can't see them? The mime is stuck inside a giant invisible box. Now he's drawing an imaginary door. And now he's opening his imaginary door. And the imaginary door just shut on his fingers. Now he's doing an imaginary cry. Switch to GEICO now and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 
Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you here. We're talking travel, and we took the show on the road today. We're in Napa, the Napa Valley near the small town of St. Helena, and we're at a lovely resort called Meadowood, where they're celebrating the 12 nights of Christmas by each evening having a celebrity chef and a local Napa Valley vintner uh, put on a fabulous evening. And one of those evenings is being brought to you by Chef Nancy Silverton. Silverton excuse me. And if you've eaten in Los Angeles, uh, you've ever been to the La Brea Bakery, or next, as I recall, it was next door to it, Campanile, rest, Campanile Restaurant, right. uh, then you know her name. She founded both of those. She has since sold those, but uh, she now owns three other restaurants uh, called Osteria Mozza, Pizzeria Mozza, and uh, there's a takeaway place. What's that called? Mozza to go. Mozza, mozza to go. Actually, it's Mozza, which is short mozza. for mozzarella. Yeah, I shouldn't say matza. My goodness. No, I know. That's, it's not a Jewish restaurant. Not a Jewish it's re- an Italian restaurant. Mozza. I'm sorry. M-O-Z-Z-A. You got a website? Uh, I don't personally, but our restaurant does. That's yes. what I'm asking. Yep. Okay. Can you give it to me? Uh, Can you reveal it to me? I could if I knew it. You see, you know I got to tell you, I only cook, and I bake. What? Do you, yeah. What I've do never you know turned. I've never turned on a computer. Well, by the time we get into this but interview, it I'm, seems like they're all www.rightmoza-la.com, something like that. Would well, be I'm going to tell our listeners exactly before this interview is over. Okay. Okay. So you've got these three restaurants. They're Italian, obviously. Um, you're up here cooking for the 12 nights of Christmas, but you just got back from Singapore. Opening a restaurant in this this enormous complex. Right. It's called the Marina Bay Sands, and it's uh, first casino in uh, Singapore with a huge shopping mall, everything you'd ever want to buy. The Asians do it. I mean, they they do everything bigger than we do. Right, 3,000 room plus hotel and the largest infinity pool on the 57th floor in the world. I've seen pictures of it. It's breathtaking. Uh, so, but, and you have some very distinguished neighbors next to your restaurant there, which yes. is also called Osteria Mozza. Well, my, I'm Osteria and Pizzeria Mozza, right? But then right. next to us is Danielle Boulou. And I've across heard that guy in New York, is yeah. Cut, which is Wolfgang Puck's. Oh, and, Wolfgang Puck's Steakhouse. Yep. Okay. And just upstairs is Tetsuya from uh, Australia and uh, Santi Santa Maria from Spain. And uh, there's Gisavoy. We all know that must oh be my France. Goodness, you mu- you I are mean, in good great. neighborhood. A good neighborhood. Uh, the website for your information is. I'll write that down. Moza M O Z Z A dash L A dot com. Well, I think that'll take you to it. It's also slash Osteria. Just 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 Google Osteria. Uh, Moza. I'm going to say Moza now for the rest of my life because I've I've once said it. Um, as a chef, as a California chef, you've been uniquely positioned to see the rise of California cuisine. You started in San Francisco. No, I, well, yes, I started in uh, Sonoma County. In Sonoma County. Although born in Los Angeles. What, what was your first job in the food industry? My first job in the food industry was the vegetarian cook at the college dormitory at Sonoma State. And that's how I fell in love with food, lentil loaf. And what did you think you were going to be doing when you registered at, uh, at, for college in the first place? Well, I entered as a political science major, Mm -hmm. quickly switched over to uh, liberal arts, and I was studying in a small school that was uh, related to uh, Sonoma State, but it was the liberal arts college within it. It was called Hutchins School. And what was your training, culinary training, on the job? None. Well, on the, yeah, a cute boy got me interested in cooking, and the rest is history. And then after that, I went and cooked in Marin County. I went to Europe, and I studied at um, the Cordon Bleu in London, came back to Los Angeles and started working at a restaurant that has been uh, called the birthplace of California cuisine, which was Michael's Restaurant in Santa Monica. 
and then you watched uh, California cuisine begin to grow. And today, how would you characterize the restaurant scene in California, in Los Angeles? Excuse me. Well, I think the the restaurant scene in Los Angeles is, uh, I think it ver is very much like what's going on in the rest of the country, and that is that the chefs in Los Angeles are very much inspired and driven by seasonal fresh produce that they buy at the local farmers you markets. you have so much more. We I, do have more. I mean, in Los Angeles, I go to the markets. I go to the Santa Monica market. I even go yeah. to Beverly Hills market. Phenomenal produce and berries and fish. Well, and I think the difference is that it really is available all year right. round. I mean, in certain times when you go back east to the green market in Manhattan, for instance, Manhattan, New York, certain times of the year, it's incredibly bountiful. But it's true. Once you get into those colder months, Beets. it starts to go roots. <laughs> roots, right. root vegetables. Right. I'm talking with Nancy Silverton. Her restaurant, uh, one of her several restaurants, is uh, Osteria Mozza in Los Angeles. It's at the corner of... Highland and Melrose. All right. We've got a minute left. What are you cooking? What have you cooked for this weekend here uh, at uh, Meadowwood? What's your favorite course of your meal? Well, the favorite course, of course, is my dessert because that's the one that I'm participated the most in, and it is a uh, it's a uh, cake from the Veneto region of Italy, northern Italy, and it's kind of a cross between a cake and a bread. It has uh, rum soaked raisins and marzipan in it and mm. walnuts, really delicious. And I have a little mm. uh, walnut panna cotta uh, on the side. Mm. But we're starting off with a pepernata and moving on to a testina, which is pig face, and following that with a pasta course, and then ending with roast pork and fennel. Now, if this sounds good to you, I know you can't make it tonight to, uh, to Meadowood, but you can go to Los Angeles, to Ozzeria Mozza, and uh, I guess some of those will be on the menu. Oh, they will. Excellent. Nancy Silverton, thanks for coming to, uh, to Meadowood. Thanks for coming on Rudy Max's World. Great. Thanks for having me. Nice talking to you. We'll be right back. We're going to talk with a, a sommelier who's got a tough job because he lives in the middle of all these wine producers. They, must, they want to be on a three-star restaurant wine list. It must be an incredibly pressured job. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. How fast should your nasal spray work? Did I hear you say, as fast as possible? Well, we agree. So we made Sinus Buster Nasal Spray to bring you relief from pain and pressure in under a minute. And while most nasal sprays warn you to stop using them after three days, at Sinus Buster, we know the problem often lasts longer. So you can use all-natural Sinus Buster for weeks at a time. Yes, not days, weeks. Sinus Buster. Available at retailers including CVS, Walgreens, and Walmart. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Is trying to sneak out of a really boring meeting wearing tap shoes. A bad idea. Sales growth has increased 2.9%. That's a reflection of aggressive... Ben, where are you going? Uh, nowhere. Headed back to my seat now. Switch to GEICO now and you could save hundreds on your car insurance. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you 15%. AutoZone. This winter, make sure your car starts every time with help from AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. No one wants a car that won't start because of a bad battery, especially in the cold. So if your battery is four years old or older, get it tested today. If you need a new one, get a ruggedly dependable Duralast or Duralast Gold battery. Proven tough in the most extreme conditions. This winter, make sure every trip has a good start. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. 
an important message from Medicare and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Got two miles to go, John. Why are you smiling? Oh, you'll like this. I just changed my Medicare. Open enrollment? Yep. I compared plans and found coverage that's better for me. Did you see the new benefits we get from the new health care law? What? Like, well, 50% off brand name prescriptions for anyone in the donut hole. Really? Come on, John. you got to keep up. Open enrollment is November 15th to December 31st. Visit Medicare.gov or call 1-800-MEDICARE. I'd like to invite you on a very special trip in March, an 11-day wine and sightseeing tour of Chile and Argentina designed by Colette Vacations. We'll even do the radio show live during this adventure. This fully escorted trip includes airfare, lodging, 15 meals, and many other extras, even a tango lesson. We'll taste wine in Santiago, Chile, then take in Mendoza, Argentina, as well as exciting Buenos Aires. So call Colette Vacations now at 800-762-5345. Ask about the wine and wonders trip to South America. That's 800-762-5345. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transportation to the hospital of your choice. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit MedJet.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under radio sponsors for more info. Welcome back. I'm Rudy Maxa, a.k.a. The Savvy Traveler. It's nice to have you aboard with us today. It's a special show coming to you from Meadowood, a fabulous resort near Santa Helena in California's Napa Valley. We've talked a little about the restaurant, which has three Michelin stars. Quite incredible. There are only nine restaurants in the country that have three Michelin stars. And the man who oversees the wine there, the sommelier, is a lovely gentleman named Ram Toulon. Toulon. You You got it right. My French accent, people laugh all the time when I say anything in French, even merci, <laughs> merci. Um, Ram is a sommelier at the restaurant, and I've got to say, first of all, Ram, that you're in the middle of wine, of, of the most famous part, wine, wine region in the United States. And I've got to think that chef, uh, the wine uh, vintners and grape are, are coming in all the time and imploring or trying to get you to put their wine on your list because it's certainly high status to be a have your wine on the list of a three-star restaurant. How do you, how do you gently let down folks who aren't worthy? We, we don't let down anybody whatsoever. Um, again, thank you very much for having nice me having in you. your show. But uh, um, no, we, it's, it's also um, a matter of going out there and trying to see what's happening. You know, we're not buying wine through critics. We're not buying wine through um, different uh, publisher that rates their wines over 100 points and whatsoever. We really want to go out there, actually test the wines, um, have a little more backup about the philosophy of what they're trying to do. So it's not a, a one-way street right here. Um, of course, we get plenty of uh, people showing and knocking on the door and trying to feature their wine on the wine list. And uh, again, it's all about uh, testing wines, trying to get to know people, and that's, that's what it's all about. How many wines are on the wine list here? It's about uh, 1,100. Wow. As a French 
as a Frenchman, I, I have many friends who live in France, and uh, some of them sort of sniff at, at, at California wines too big, too oaky and juicy. Uh, uh, when you came to the United States, did you have to develop a, a palate for California wines? It's an ongoing process. Um, when I first came here in California, it was, uh, I had the, the, the notion of uh, wines that had a little more minerality and, and, and what so. But w- when I go back to, 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 to France, to different wine regions, then um, I thought that was, it was wrong. It was just a wrong perception of, I mean, it's a different climate. It's a different um, So you expect uh, the wines to be different. Ab- absolutely. Right, right. Yeah. And, and do friends and colleagues in, in France, uh, do you detect that sort uh, of... Well, every time I go back to France, they're always, always making fun, fun of me by saying, oh, right, <laughs> you, left, you left France and now you're promoting wines from, uh, from California. But uh, for a good cause, once again, I think that uh, whatever is produced here uh, in general is absolutely uh, top-notch and uh, can compete with any other wines from all around the world. So I'm not all, all talking about France. Obviously, there are so many other great regions uh, around the world that are producing some uh, world-class wines. And they're on your list as well. On the list as well. Right. You, t- you told me before the show about uh, a vintner coming in with four bottles cloaked in bags, so you couldn't tell what the labels were. Three of them were her wines? Exactly. And one was a Grand Cru from Bordeaux. Exactly. Um, it was, it was a little tricky. Usually when I test wines, I like to see the labels, but it's always fun to actually do blind testings at times. And it happens to have had the opportunity to have one wine that was in the middle. And we, you know, blind, it's always a little tricky to find out exactly the sense of place. Um, yeah, where, did, but, but, where did the Bordeaux rank of the four? It was uh, the second one. Okay. Were you surprised? No. I mean, um, we can recall the Judgment, the judgment uh, of Paris in 1976. When the, the first time that Napa really made the mark and won in France. Or probably the first time the, the wines from Napa were actually um, exposed to the world. Right. Uh, well, I appreciate your coming on the show. I, am in, I hold you in great regard because I know being, uh, being a sommelier is not an easy profession to achieve. And to be one in a restaurant of such note is, uh, has got to be a terrific opportunity on your part. Well, the pleasure is mine. I'm enjoying what I do. <laughs> how, how, how often when you're off duty do you drink wine? Quite often. I'm not surprised by that answer. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> and do you occasionally drink French wines while you're in the United States as well? I do, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I you, mean, I'm I'm very I'm very open to all the wines from all over the world. Again, it's not about France and California; it's about uh, everything that is done all over the world. And there are some uh, wonderful countries that have making been making wines for two, three, four, five, six hundred years. And so, yeah, Ron Toulon, Ron Toulon, Ron Toulon, Ron Toulon is got the uh, sommelier at the restaurant here at Meadowood Resort. It's called the restaurant. Stop in and say hello to him. We'll be right back with Thank my you. deals of the week. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Service Magic. Now you can hire pre-screened home pros with confidence for repairs, remodeling, plumbing needs, maid services, and so much more. Visit www.homebuild411.servicemagic.com. That's homebuild411.servicemagic.com. 
Welcome back. It's the end of this hour. Um, you know what that means. It's time for a few deals of the week. But first, let me tell you, here's a new word you can add to your travel lexicon. It's called mancation. According to the Urban Dictionary, a mancation is something that happens when normal males, I often wonder what they mean by the word normal, engage in guy activities such as sports or camping or gambling or chasing women. I can't imagine. And most of all, drinking with their male friends. The dictionary helpfully adds that a mancation is meant to allow men to get in touch with their male primal roots. Male primal roots. Something to think about. Something to think about. Um, And here's a weird footnote that ought to worry Airbus executives. While the Australian airline Qantas has put most of its Airbus 380s back in service following that explosion of one of its engines last month, it says it can't use the super jumbo plane on its prized Sydney to Los Angeles route. Why? Because... The airline's worried about the stress on the plane's Rolls-Royce engines. Pilots have to apply extra thrust when taking off for a 7,500-mile trip, and Qantas fears that extra stress will require to replace the engines after only 75 flights. That's less than 40 round trips, and I think that's, that's sort of like the rest of us having to replace our car engine every couple of months. Uh, the next time we have our Ask the Pilot columnist, Patrick Smith, on the show, I want to ask him why a pilot has to summon more engine thrust to take off to go between L.A. and Sydney than between say, London and Sydney. I don't know. I don't understand that, but we'll get a pilot on and explain it. Um, meanwhile, oh, by the way, if you need to write me, it's rudy at rudymaxa.com. 800-387 is our toll-free number. I'll repeat that in a moment. Uh, if you call and get a recording, that means we're not on the air. Uh, the, your t- station has probably time-shifted our show. Leave a message, your phone number, and your ideas for a guest or subject or what you want to talk about. And if we need to call you back, let us know how to reach you, and when to reach you. A couple of deals of the week. The Sofitel Hotel people have a great deal going on. This is a holiday special. It's a great time for deals, by the way. These rates are available. Uh, you, can, you can book these rates until October 21st. But it's good for stays between January 1st and February 28th. So if you're going anywhere in January and February where Sofitel has a hotel in the United States, you're going to find some great bargains. Uh, $100 in Minneapolis for a night at the Sofitel. $105 in San Francisco. Philadelphia, $119. Montreal, $165 Canadian. New York, $199. How many times can you stay on Fifth Avenue in a four- or five-star hotel for $199 a night? Miami, $135 a night. D.C., $150. Uh, go to Sofitel.com and check these uh, rates out. Sofitel is S-O-F-I-T-E-L. Quite incredible rates. If you happen to be going to San Francisco, there's a hotel there called the Crescent Hotel. It's offering the gift that keeps on giving, which is a complimentary third night stay if you stay two consecutive nights through Feb- any time through February 28th of the new year. It's just off Union Square. They'll throw in, uh, if, you, if you tell them you want the gift that keeps on giving, they'll throw in a cocktail in their lounge. Um, and what the price is per night? Where is the price? I had it right here in front of me. Um, it's just a little over $100. Seem to have evaporated from my computer screen. Well, it's about $110, as I recall. It's a great, great price. Um, but you get that third night free as well. Anytime you can find a hotel room that gives you a third night free and it's less than $150 in a big city like San Francisco, you got yourself a bargain. Now, there are a couple uh, extraordinary airline deals. One is from South African Airways, and they will fly you round trip to Cape Town, Johannesburg, or to Senegal at prices beginning at $870 round trip. That's normally about I did it once, I think, for 1400 round trip. So this is quite a savings. Now, you know, taxes and 
and fees are extra, so add another two hundred bucks. But so you're you're around a thousand dollars, several hundred dollars savings. Um, what's the deal here? Well, it's good for the early part of the year. You've got a book by December twenty second, but you can travel between January tenth and February nineteenth. So you've got a three week window. If you've always dreamed about going on safari, you might want to check with uh, uh, South African Airways. Um, the website is flysaaspecials.com. And uh, check that out. Now, if you're, if you're more inclined to go to Ireland, Aer Lingus, the Irish airline, has a quite an extraordinary deal. Uh, this is uh, flights from the East Coast begin at $600. But wait a minute. This is not just your flight, your round trip. To, this is six nights in Ireland. You're going to get two nights in Dublin at a four-star hotel, three nights at bed and breakfasts, and one night at a five-star luxury castle. It's called Ashford Castle, but a car as well. So you'll have a rental car to get around to all these places. It's quite incredible. Add 200 bucks for taxes. and So you're still talking $800 a person for a round-trip airfare, all your hotel nights, including one in a five-star luxury castle. Go to Aer Lingus's vacation store, Aer Lingus's A-E-R-L-I-N-G-U-S. It's been terrific broadcasting from Meadowood here in the Napa Valley. This hour, if your station is leaving us, I'm devastated. Simply devastated. If you're sticking around for the second hour, we're going to look a little deeper into wine and, and uh, wine country. Uh, we're going to talk about, we're going to have an expert in who's going to tell you how to visit wineries in European countries. Because unlike Napa and Sonoma and wineries you may be familiar with here in California and elsewhere in the United States, overseas, there aren't a lot of sort of open doors, drive in anytime during business hours, have a sip of wine and some food and schmooze. We'll find out how you can visit your favorite winery in another country in the next hour. So don't go away. I'm Rudy Max here in Rudy Max's World. We'll be back after uh, some news and messages from your local station. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.